All right. Well, welcome back. This is Blue Valley's uh, podcast, and I am Superintendent Todd White. And um, we're, again, happy to uh, bring to you some information uh, about the goings-on in the Blue Valley School and continuing our conversation about suicide and mental health. And today we have a really cool opportunity to talk with uh, a group of fathers who have really kind of uh, taken uh, a charge to be more involved uh, with our high school students. And um, uh, they call themselves the Fathers Club. And so we'll meet some gentlemen that have really kind of uh, begun this effort and have made a, a a huge impact in a very short amount of time. And we're also going to listen to some Blue Valley High students, uh, again, about how this is uh, important work and how they see the Fathers Club assisting them with um, mental health needs and an opportunity just to have their very best day in Blue Valley. Well, we uh, first and foremost want to thank um, all our guests today. Uh, my name is Brad Holthusen with the Fathers Club, and we've got a, you know, an um, a good topic today that we're going to kind of dive into. Um, by means of jumping right in, um, we've got uh, Dr. White, the superintendent of Blue Valley Schools, here with us today, and we've got Tom Herzog, the COO of NetSmart, and Lauren Huck and Colin Wood, two Blue Valley students. So um, topic for today, we're going to kind of dive into just the, 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 the idea of mental health awareness in the school from a school district level, from a dad level, um, and then also from a student level. So as we jump in, Dr. White, if, um, if you could maybe just um, share a little bit with us around a district perspective on um, just what's going on at a district level and um, dive right in. I want to put any words in your mouth. Uh, well, thanks, Brad. Sure, I'd be glad to. First of all, I want to say thanks to Brad and Tom, both of you, for uh, not only committing your time here today uh, to this most important topic, but also just the genesis of the Fathers Club and just you know, pouring into um, our students and our community in such a positive way, it, uh, uh, that's what makes Blue Valley special. And uh, it's, it's times like these and opportunities like these that uh, really kind of bring us uh, together and uh, hopefully bring out the best in us in terms of addressing some very important issues. So um, <clears throat> with respect to mental health um, uh, of our students, but also of our, of our faculty and our staff, um, I spent a lot of time talking with our Board of Education about four years ago when I was uh, had the opportunity to uh, come into the district as the superintendent and really listened a lot to uh, needs and I would also say fears um, and also opportunities that people were describing around this notion about how we can support one another better because there are pressures and stressors and a variety of things that impact us and that uh, cause us, you know, to have despair and, and be hopeless at times and those sorts of things. And those are not things that we should be immune to, but rather how can we address those things in ourselves, uh, connect with others uh, so that they can help us through those. And as a school district, that, that really kind of, uh, I think, poises us in a position to be able to address it in, in a holistic way. So one of the things that the board and I talked about was establishing one of our pillars of the work that we would be doing to address what we refer to as the whole child. And really what the whole child represents is this notion of, uh, if you take a look at Blue Valley's history, we have had an awesome history with regards to high-performance 
academically, athletically, you know, in our clubs and in the areas that we sponsor, our, our students have just performed in stellar ways uh, for a very, very long time. What this whole child really brings to focus is not to diminish that at all, but rather to support it by attending to the mental health needs uh, of students and of staff. I often say to our staff, in order for our students to have their best day, our teachers and our staff have to have their best day. So in doing so, this mental health is not just about students, it's about all of us and how we can both attend to, recognize, support, educate, connect uh, with one another in a very special way so that we can create greater opportunities uh, for our students and for ourselves uh, to be able to support that. Um, so if you think about it from an, uh, an analogy I like to use is that all of us have uh, boarded a plane. And uh, the steward and the stewardess go through the regiment of safety uh, protocols. And at the end of that, they talk about if there's a drop in cabin pressure that their oxygen mask will, you know, fall. And there's a very important sentence in that that relates to this sort of work, and it is this. They say that if you are riding with a child, to make sure that you put the mask on yourself first. And the importance of that is is that for us to attend to the needs of others, we also have, have to first attend to our own needs so that we can be supportive of that. So as adults in, in the Blue Valley District, we're working hard to make sure that we can attend to the adult needs to better support, identify, connect, and, uh, if you will, educate um, the students of Blue Valley in the best way possible. Yeah, great. Well, and as a, uh, we had a chance to chat a little bit beforehand, and as a, as a, a father, but also a grandfather of five mm-hmm. young, young little squirts, yeah. um, as, as you see them grow up through a different lens, meaning obviously their family, your, their granddad, um, when they get to the point of, you know, yes, elementary school, but definitely middle school and high school, and they're walking those halls, as a superintendent in your position, as you vision what the future looks like through programs and how this matures and evolves and looks even from today till till they're at that age um can you can you paint a little bit of a picture of what you hope to to do and accomplish from that standpoint as a superintendent yeah and and really i'll follow the lead of um our students that have been involved in this conversation um the mental health convening that we have begun in johnson county and the outgrowth of that has been a campaign regarding zero reasons why and really what that says is that we've put the kids at the forefront of this and said adults have been working in this arena for a very long time trying to establish ways to assist uh, teen suicide, ideation of suicide, as well as mental health. And one of the things that we've said in that is we're going to flip it on its head and we're going to listen to what students tell us. And then we as adults will react to that and support them. So what they have told us, and to answer your question about what I would most want for my grandchildren, is to first of all is to remove the stigma. So having a podcast with Blue Valley Fathers Club about mental health and teen suicide and the issues that all of us face, but doing it in a very public way through a podcast is one way that we can remove that stigma. It's easier for us to talk about it if we talk about it. And uh, so I think that's an important component to it. Second is to make sure that we educate ourselves, right? So I know that you all are going to talk about some really cool and, 
and uh, wonderful opportunities to educate and make sure that we are both aware and prepared to uh, recognize and support one another um, in times of difficulty and making sure that we can cope uh, in the best way possible and those sorts of things. And the last is to connect. Mm -hmm. And connect means, just as you've described here today, you brought us together to talk about a school district, parents and community and students all serving one another in this connected way that we can uh, better support, better identify, and better address the opportunities as well as the difficulties that will come when we address teen suicide and mental health. Yeah. Well, and um, appreciate that. And I'm, one thing I love that you said, which we say in our home a lot, we say within the Fathers Club a lot, I say with buddies um, when we're talking is, you know, the old adage of addressing the elephant in the room. There's no better way um, to hopefully promote change and be an impetus for change than not think that, well, we got to have a facade in front of our house, in front of our family and my kids. I don't want you to tell anybody about, you know, the more transparent that, that, that families can be, the more open and honest in their dialogue. Um, I want to have a chance to, to tee up uh, Tom, who has quickly become a, a good, good buddy, I would say, just from just a seeing eye to eye and um, just have really grown to, to respect and, and love your passion and what you do and how you do it. So Tom being the, the chief operating officer of uh, NetSmart, um, a company that, and again, I said this earlier, but I'll probably butcher it, but essentially um, works in the software field, but with hospitals and, and mental health facilities specific to this area. So that's one vocational track that you're on. You're also a very passionate, wonderful husband and father, and the way you intentionally engage with Nick, your freshman, and, um, and your daughter out in Colorado um, has been inspiring to listen to. And you do it through a lens of Everything's on the table. Yeah. We're going to be really open and honest. So, And then third, being a part of the Father's Club Steering Committee, which I am so great that, grateful that you are. So through those three different perspectives, can you talk a little bit about yeah. um, your passions your, 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 uh, uh, and then also maybe dive a little bit into the mental health first aid that we're going to be yeah, doing? Yeah, I'll be happy to do that. You know, first of all, I think just taking this moment, you know, you're spot on. We're having a conversation that when I went to school, we didn't talk about this subject. No, no. no one was comfortable talking about this subject. Okay. And now we're having, we're breaking that awkwardness. You talk about stigma. We can't help until we're able to be at the table. How fitting. We're at a table. Mm -hmm. We're sitting down. We don't, we're, we're having good dialogue over a very, very tough subject. And I think, you know, this is something that everyone needs to have a seat at the table. That's why it's so great that you two are here because we're all finding our way through this. You know, we've talked about mental health even though we haven't. In sports, we talk about mindset. Get your head mm -hmm. in the game. Um, you experienced it. We experienced it uh, going to school, taking, taking tests. You have anxiety, stress. Those things are, uh, happen in life. They happen in all of our roles and, and personas in life. And being able to have the dialogue around that and begin to develop some tools on how to manage that and not let it own you and you own it is transformational. And so I, I couldn't agree with you more. This is a big step that we're seeing out there. Organizations like uh, Zero Reasons Why, how cool is it that students are coming forward and talking about things? My generation, our generation, you didn't talk about those things. And yet we know the statistics. One in five this year will have a mental health challenge maybe a crisis, one in five. 
uh, sitting at this table, but how are we going to be able to manage and do those things? Uh, for me, I'm a dad. Uh, I'm a worker. Um, I'm absolutely passionate around the advocacy around this because I want to see a better system, a better opportunity, a better community around this topic that's going to fundamentally transform and change life as we know it. You know, I think when you look at the things that we're doing, you know, Brad, you, I, I got connected. You guys put out an uh, invite out there and a flyer saying, hey, dads, we want to come together. And I didn't know what it was about. Typically not my cup of tea. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. And Your but, wife probably kicked you out. Well, you know, maybe. But the fact that you did it in the weight room, I was like, okay, that feels kind of cool. So we'll go to the weight room and we'll go have the conversation. And we weren't five minutes into the conversation and it got real. It got honest. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about the challenges as dads and raising our kids and hearing from the faculty, hearing from the staff over, hey, this is a challenge. And I think sometimes we all look around and say, well, I wonder what they're going to do about it. The people who are going to do something about it are right here, looking in the mirror. And as fathers, as dads, we said, what's one, something we, we want to do something other than empathize with, the, with the, the stats and the facts that we hear out there or the tragic stories? We want to be able to get ahead of it. And so Mental Health First Aid came to light. And we said, you know, as dads, we have toolboxes. We know we don't have tools necessarily in this area. And it's interesting because in life, many of us have been first aid trained. We know CPR, we can do those, but we haven't been trained how to handle some uh, uh, emotional trauma. Uh, Some of the, um, a person who finds himself in a bad spot, and what do we say? How might we say it? And that's what mental health first aid does. Um, and, it, and you're right. It begins with us first. I always tell people, you know, the interesting thing about becoming mental health first aid certified, I was a couple years ago, you can't help but look in the mirror. It starts within mm-hmm. first. And if we're going to lead, we have to lead from within. Yeah. We need to lead within our own networks. The great opportunity is when someone crosses our paths, we have the opportunity to be a ripple of goodness, of kindness, to fundamentally change somebody's day. You know, it hit me in that meeting in the weight room this morning, as, uh, that, that evening when the braces were passed around, because it really is simple. If every person knew that they mattered, this bracelet says you matter and that you are important. You're important to us, important to your friends, to the community. Everything can change. So that's a good dovetail into um, getting a chance to, to hear from who we're most excited to hear from, which is the students. Great, great passion. And uh, when I was talking to the Tiger Pride class with Vince Stevens, our president, he said, you guys need to do a podcast. So here we are. And yeah. so now, now you have an opportunity to, to uh, be on mic and, and kind of say some words. But to frame that up a little bit, from a student's perspective, respond, if you would, to what you've heard from a superintendent, what you've heard from a dad, and then um, – and knowing that, like I told you guys that day at Tiger Pride, and I've told a lot of people, what's this Father's Club? And a lot of times, and Tom taught me this, I explain it by what we are not. So what we are not is a bunch of, of, of uh, got-it-all-figured-out specialists. We're just a <laughs> bunch of broken dads that screw up all the time. And But the movement of, of being intentional and getting into the schools, doing things like the Mental Health First Aid, doing this podcast, gets a conversation going. So from a student perspective... Um, let me shut up and let you guys talk. Give, give your response to what you've heard so far. I'm going to go ladies first. Okay. 
Well, I can't remember who said it, but you mentioned how, like, the pressures in the Blue Valley District has, mm. they're very difficult, and, yeah, so I had a conversation with my mom recently about why it seems that mental health is being, is so present right now, and why it's being made more aware, which is a good thing, but I was just wondering why it seems like it's been more of a problem recently, and she mentioned the pressures and how people don't really know how to deal with the stress and all of these the academics, the athletics, and just how they feel like they need to be good at all of it, especially in the Blue Valley District, how so many people are straight-A students, so many people are varsity athletes, and if you fall short of that, even if you're a B student, like, that's not bad, but they feel like they're failing, and they don't really know how to deal with that, and that's just kind of her perspective, but it got me thinking, and I agree with where she came from. Yeah. Um, I'm Collinwood, I'm a junior (laughs) at Blue Valley. Um, I think, yeah, the, the there's always going to be a pressure being a student at Blue Valley. And it's just, and it comes with so many pros and cons. Like, we're in a position as a Blue Valley student to become so much more successful than so many other students in the rest of the country. And we do that with teachers who care so much about us and and all these, these great tools that are put in front of us. But, yeah, I feel like Lauren's right. Like, mental health seems like it was more of an afterthought until recently, until it started to get, like, where you couldn't ignore it anymore. And for me, I think that's weird because, like, you you grow up thinking that people with mental health issues, or at least just how I saw it with the media and whatnot, that you think these people with mental health issues are these broken people they need all these this help, and they're just, like, not normal. And that's crazy to me because you said that statistic, one in five people are going to go through mental health. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I can tell you right now I'm one of those people. It's like, and with as much as I talk, I'm surprised more, I, I'm not surprised more people don't know this about me, but, like, I, I do, I, I, def, I would say I definitely do struggle with mental health issues uh, on a couple different levels. I'd say for me personally, it's been with, like, family and health. So, like, I'll just lay it out. Uh, fifth grade, my grandfather, who I was I was named after, um, was diagnosed with prostate and bone cancer. And then in sixth grade, my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Seventh grade, my grandmother, her mom, was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and passed away. Um, eighth grade, I always say eighth grade was my gap year. Eighth grade was my free year. I loved eighth grade. It was awesome. Um, and then freshman year... Um, my mom was re-diagnosed with ovarian cancer. My grandfather passed away from uh, prostate and bone cancer. Uh, and then my other grandma, his wife, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then last year, my sophomore year, my mom was re-diagnosed again with ovarian cancer. So, like, growing up, like, not a lot of people would know that, like, that I've ever struggled with that stuff since, like, I, I have a very lighthearted approach towards a lot of that stuff. Like, I just like to jokes and not take things over seriously but um so for me it's been kind of learning like how to deal with all that and then also be like an athlete and play soccer basketball football try to try to be involved with that and then involved in school with like tiger pride the class that lauren and i are in together um learn about that stuff and then in school try to get those a's not b's it's just it's been a lot to try to understand and deal with all that it's, it's just 
well, I think crazy. I think you hit on it in the beginning. I mean, it all the challenge is always looked at as not me, somebody else. And how awesome and honest and courageous of you to be able to say that person is me. Right. And that there in itself, the more you know, Brad talked about the what I would call the poser or the the walls that we have to pit up in order to be safe, but they're not really safe. We end up finding ourselves challenged. And what you just did, very honest. I mean, that is not an easy thing to be able to do. You didn't share that with us beforehand. But being able to connect and say, man, I get that, and you're not alone. Right. You're not alone. And that's a, big, that's a big part of it is I think so many times it's weird. We live in this very connected world. Yes. We can almost all count our, count our connections, but we're not connected. Right. You know, it's, you, you said it well, <clears throat> is we, we, if to have the conversation, we have to have the conversation. Right. And this is a big part of just being able to have the conversation and say, I get it, man, and here for you. You know, in the highs and the lows, and absolutely believe in you. Yeah. And, and I feel compelled as a dad to say that the fact that Collinwood, Mr. Happy Jovial, you know, <laughs> always has a good joke, great things to say, wow, he's dealing with stuff. I promise you there are students out there that, that see you and see Collinwood that hear and absorb what you just said, and, and not enough families and kids talk about it. So, so I commend you for... For uh, for speaking on camera without you know us even talking about that beforehand, yeah. so um, yeah. really commend you for for going there. And to try to pivot a little bit, you know, Doctor White, you hear you hear a couple things, and you talked about it in your first opening comments about you know the pressure of, and we talk about it as parents, the pressure of these kids that they feel I've got to get perfect days, I've right. got to do this, I've got to that that that, and the reality is I've told my own kids I'm like just chill. If you don't get, if you fail a test, it is not the end of the world. Nobody gives a rip when they interview you at some point. You failed a test as a junior in high school? Oh, my gosh. So talk from a district level. How does that hit your heart, and what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, well, first of all, Colin, thanks for sharing that. I could echo what Brad and Tom said about uh, the difference that you make when you speak into this and share and be vulnerable because that's how people connect. Right? I think one of the reasons why we are the most connected society but almost the loneliest is because we make artificial connections. Mm-hmm. When you speak into things like that, you make real connections with people. And you attract them because they see themselves in you. So continue to keep sharing that story because other people will connect. And that's the way we build uh, community and resiliency and opportunities to grow. So to your question about this, this notion of um, high academic achievement and almost this notion of uh, perfectionism, right? I cannot fail, and so therefore I stay in my lane because um, I see all around me that this lane that I'm in, this progression of doing these things in front of me that others have gone before, I see the results of that, right? I mean, we live in an awesome community. There are wonderful opportunities to live here and be in uh, Blue Valley. But the truth is, is that that's a bubble. It, it truly is. And outside of that, what people deal with and the greatest accomplishments that I believe that people are both recognized for and grow from are areas in which they have not succeeded. It's not necessarily that you fail. It's that you struggle, Right. Struggle is the productivity, 
right? It's those things that gnaw on us that say it doesn't come easy. It's hard, but it means it's significant. And I grow from that. And so what I try to concentrate on more is not the score, because you all are more than a score. You're, you're more than your ACTs. You're more than your maps. You're more than, you know, all of those things that we put down on pieces of paper or in the um, computer when we send off our, our college applications because the, here's the truth of the matter. When, when colleges begin to receive those um, and look at them, whether they're K-State, KU, an Ivy League school and that sort of thing, they see so many elements of same. Hmm. Same grade point average, same A's, mm-hmm. same class um, you know, rosters and, and uh, experiences that they've had. Here's the thing that I would impress upon the, Lauren and Colin here, but also the students and the parents that are listening. What colleges, and I think that you all could speak to this in the business world, what we're looking for are people that can be distinctive and add value, right? If everybody's the same, it's hard to figure out what is distinguishable about you. So do something that, that sets you apart in a very positive way that says, this is me. The, the, the bands say that you matter. They also say that, that you be you, the best version of you. Right, And so if we concentrate on ourselves to be the best version of ourselves, it reduces the, the need for us to compare ourselves. Being competitive is an important part of life, right? We, it's an important component of, of us succeeding. But comparison for the sake of trying to be the same is detrimental to our mental health uh, and, and also, I think, to our society in general. Because we need to have diversity of thought and opportunity and, and really uh, be holistic in our, in our approach to think and, and behaving. So I, I would just encourage you to, um, and it's tough, I know, it's very, very difficult because we've had siblings that have gone before us. We have others that come behind us in these sorts of lanes that we, that we stay in. Um, and if you're successful there and you're feeling good about yourself, stay that lane. It's a great place for you to be. But if there's, a, if there's an opportunity for you to change lanes, I say go for it. Do it. You'll be supported in that uh, as you do it. And continue just to uh, find connections with people that, uh, that support you uh, in doing that. Because there's, uh, I think you well know that we have a wonderful staff and faculty that, that are here and pour themselves into students every day. That's a hallmark of our district and has been and will certainly continue to be. Uh, but what that means is that we're here to support you in your endeavors, what you want to do and find passion about. And we're actually sitting in a place that kind of typifies that, right? Yeah, you yeah, come here sure. to pursue a different lane of passion and interest, and we want to share that with everybody. So... Uh, that was a long way. That was great. That's beautiful. <laughs> great feedback. To close us out, maybe you want to say a couple closing yeah. words, and then we'll let the students have the last. Yeah, last I'll just say a couple of quick things. One, okay. I just want to thank the students because we're listening. You're teaching us. Right. And believe it or not, we were one students. Um, so <laughs> I know my kids don't always understand that, but um, we were there. We get it. And I think the cool thing that's happening now is you guys, and you expressed it, 
the vo we're hearing the voices, and we want to be a part of the solution. Dr. White, your last comments around relieving the pressure of being who you are, phenomenal. Thank you. As a dad, really cool. Kids need to hear that. And really looking forward to you. And I couldn't agree more. Your staff, the team, the teachers, they're partners. I mean, I really enjoy working with them. And uh, it's really cool as a parent to see the passion that they have. Thanks, Tom. So in theory, you let you said let ladies go first. We're going to let yeah. you go okay. first, and then we're going to let the lady right. close us out. That sounds good. Um, so there, I, I just have one more thing to say about the actual mental health topic. I think for me as a student, the biggest reason why, other than the fact that the stuff that I already said, is just for me as a 16-year-old, as a junior in high school, I think the biggest problem I have with just being mentally healthy is just wanting to be a kid. Like, you're, just, you're at school all day learning. You get home, and then some people go off to theater, drama, sports, work, you gotta sleep. I, I I don't know about you guys or you, Lauren, or anyone else in here, but I have to take a nap because like I'm <laughs> fried. I don't get a lot of sleep. I wake up at five thirty for weights, and then, and then some nights it's like I just want to go hang out with my friends on the school, and I like I don't want to be at home because like whether it's I have like a three hour practice or my mom's coming home from chemo or like or I have four hours of homework. Like there's sometimes I just want to like go out with my friends and get ice cream or like I want I want to go like have a pizza or something. And it's just I feel like you don't have time for that. So I think the biggest thing for trying to find some improvement on is just finding ways for kids to actually like get to enjoy being a kid and not having to worry about all the stuff that's next, college. Well said. So yeah. And then I, I do want to say something to you, Dr. White. I appreciate the snow days. It's <laughs> <laughs> giving me a chance to be a kid and go sledding and stuff. Yeah, snow okay. fight, so I do appreciate that. I want to say that. Well, and I, appreciate I wish you guys we only had three of them. Three of them. The longer days, I don't know about that, but yeah. yeah. Everything I, comes I, at a cost, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they did. But uh, yeah. I do appreciate all you guys being here and helping me have my idea, have this big of a platform. You do just, it's so cool to see. All this cool. Thank you for the idea. You said being intentional is so important, and I think the Fathers Club, what they've been doing, is so incredible because there are people in the Blue Valley District who don't have that support system at their house, or they have lost a father, or they've lost a mother, and they just don't have a support system or someone for them to lean on. And I think the Blue Valley Fathers Club has made a difference in the Blue Valley, in the walls of Blue Valley, and it's noticeable. For me, at least, I've noticed a huge change. And people wearing those bracelets. I mean, like, there are so many positive changes, and it's just, I think it's just the beginning. I think it's just going to improve for, hopefully, a lot of years to follow. Um, so I just wanted to thank you for that and for making the podcast be a real thing, and we can <laughs> talk publicly about it. It's it's just really nice That's of great. you guys to do thank that. You. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Can't thank you, thank you enough for joining us, yeah. and appreciate you spending some time sure. with the Father's Club podcast today. So Thank you. Well, thanks again for listening. Uh, again, important information and a conversation from uh, our students uh, regarding uh, mental health and opportunities for for us to uh, just get better at at doing our work on behalf of students and ensuring that uh, their experience, whether they be in elementary, middle, or high school, can be um, just truly awesome and set apart. Uh, in a Blue Valley way so that we can make sure they have their Blue Valley best day, uh, which is certainly um, our opportunity, but also our charge each and every day. Next time, uh, we want you to listen in because we're going to talk about safety and security.
And uh, we will uh, talk about all of the work that is done uh, behind the scenes, as well as what you can see when you go to our schools or certainly to a ball game and see the safety and security. Dan Carney, our safety and security director, will be with us. And we look forward to you rejoining us then. Again, thanks very much for listening and go make it a Blue Valley best day.